0: God, say an amen and amen. amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I want us to clap for the first team. Thank you for the powerful worship. Let's clap for
1: you. We can do better. Let's clap for you. Glory to
0: God. I want us to just prepare ourselves. We'll just make a prayer. In a few seconds, just pray to say, God, speak to me this morning. In Jesus' mighty name, open up your mouth and begin to talk to God. Speak to us, Lord. We give you our hearts, we give you our minds. We are ready. We give you our hearts, we give you our minds. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, have you written over the sins. In Jesus' mighty name, we refuse, O God, to be distracted by anything. Thank you. Oh.
2: Amen. amen special recognition to our God God the Father the son and the Holy Ghost can clap our hands for Take us to Genesis chapter 4 verse 10. The Bible says, humble yourselves with an attitude of repentance and insignificance in the presence of the Lord. And he will exalt you. He will lift you up. And he will give you purpose. Amen. I am going to be humble yourselves before God with an attitude of repentance and insignificance. Today my, my key word is insignificance. Amen. I want you to, to, to underline that word and remember it because we are going to come back to it. And it continues to say and he will exhort you and lift you up and he will give you purpose. He will exalt you and lift you up when you humble yourselves. Give us 1 Peter chapter 5 or 6. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. Set aside self-righteous pride so that he may exalt you to a place of honor in his service at the appropriate time. Somebody say, Appropriate time. Appropriate time. Hallelujah.
1: So today we are
2: going to be listening from the Word of God. And the title of the message is, Prayer and Humility." We know that this is a prayer service. And so we want to understand what relationship there is between prayer and humility. As we go on, I want us to understand that humility is a rare grace of great price in the courts of heaven. Amen. Humility is a rare grace. It is not common. Because many people can talk about humility and actually only a few people are humble. Hallelujah. In the actual sense, many people claim to be humble but only a few people are humble. So we are going to understand what humility is as we go on. I said humility is a rare grace of great price in the courts of heaven. It is very important in the kingdom of God. It is one of the most important things that God looks at, that God desires for his children. Humility. What is the relationship between prayer and humility? There is a direct relationship prayer and humility. So according to the dictionary, humility is a state of being humble. Humility, if we say somebody is humble, it means somebody is not proud. Amen. It is the opposite of pride. Humility is the opposite of pride. So humility is a state of being humble or the freedom from pride or arrogance freedom from pride or arrogance hallelujah Amen. if we are free of pride that's should be pride inside of us we don't have pride we are not proud we don't exalt ourselves then it means we are high so when we talk about exalting ourselves i know Most of us can say in a sinless praise that I don't exalt myself. But it goes beyond a word. It goes beyond saying it. It goes beyond saying I am not proud. It goes beyond saying I don't have pride. It goes beyond. Because God searches the heart. Amen. God searches the hearts of men. He sees what is hidden inside the heart. So somebody can say I am not proud. Somebody can say I am humble. But when God looks at our heart Does he find humility? There is a direct relationship between prayer and humility. Sometimes our prayers are hindered because we offer our prayers of pride. We offer prayers without humility. Hallelujah! We always have to remember that there is a direct relationship between prayer and humility because praying itself is an act of humility. When we pray to God, we are expressing our humbleness before Him because we are showing that we depend on God. When we pray to God, we are expressing our humbleness before Him because we we, we are showing that we can't do without Him. That's why it goes back to Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 where the Bible says, without faith it is impossible to please Him. So, when you when you read the Word of God, you discover that faith it, 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 it supports each other. Each scripture backs the other scripture. Because you will discover that you can't have faith without humbleness. You can't be humble without having faith. You can't express humility outside having faith in God. Amen. Hallelujah. So, prayer itself prayer itself is an act of humility. People that pray are humble because they express their dependency on God. Hallelujah. So now when we pray, we acknowledge why why are we saying prayer is an act of humility? Because when we pray, we acknowledge that God is merciful. Why are we saying we acknowledge that God is merciful? Because we, we are in the world Where sin rules the world. And sometimes you discover that even believers find themselves in sin. Even believers find themselves corrupt at some point. But because we are children of God, by the grace of God, the mercy of God saves us from being punished or from perishing. Amen. So when we pray, we acknowledge that God is merciful. That we live not by our works but by the grace of God, but because the mercies of the Lord are new every morning. So God gives us the grace to live again, even after we have sinned against him. He gives us another opportunity to come back to him because He is a loving God. So prayer is an act of humility because it helps us to acknowledge that God is merciful. It helps us to acknowledge that God is mighty. It helps us to understand that we, we can't do without the mighty power of God. It helps us to understand that our lives are dependent on the power of God we can't be powerful on our own we can't be victorious on our own we can't overcome on our own our victory is dependent on God so prayer help helps us to connect to God and to acknowledge that God is mighty over us amen, amen. and we also prayer is an act of humility because it also helps us to understand that God is wise. God is wise and we depend on the wisdom of God. You know, on our own, we can make a lot of mistakes every day, but by the grace of God, God in his his wisdom, he helps us to make wise decisions. He helps us to make wise choices, not because we are clever, not because we are intelligent. Even the intelligence that people claim to have, it is by the wisdom of God. So prayer is an act of humility because it draws us to God and it makes us realize that we depend on the wisdom of God. So prayer also helps us to acknowledge that God is sovereign over us. That God has got the overall rule over our lives. He's he's the supreme ruler of our lives. We cannot acknowledge that God is sovereign over us if we are not humble. So we need to be humble in prayer to acknowledge that, Oh God, you are the supreme ruler of my life because on my own, I can't guide myself. I can't lead my way. I need you. I depend on you to have guidance in this life. Amen. And it also helps us to understand that God knows better. Far better than we know about ourselves. God knows better. Far better than we know about the future. So when we, when we say prayer is an act of humility, it means that when we go to God, we acknowledge that God, you're the one that knows best. I don't know. I don't understand. I can be confused. I can be frustrated. But you know God knows. So when we pray, it helps us to remember that God knows better than we do. You can help us with John. Now first you can take me to I'll just quote it. John chapter 15, verse 5. The Bible says it was Jesus who said, Without me you can do nothing. When he said, I am the vine and you are my branches stay connected to me because without me you can do nothing so in humility and prayer we realize that our lives are dependent on god and so without god disconnected from god we can do nothing hallelujah praise the lord now there is how we hear from god easily when we come to him in, in humility there's, a, there's how you can hear God, there's how you can get God if you come up with an approach of humility to God. Praise the Lord. Amen. Do not misinterpret boldness for arrogance. Hallelujah. come kan Christ who Pentecostals, Timashta misinterpret boldness na gola mungani. Arrogance na boldness. I understand that the word of God in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16, the Bible says, Come boldly before the throne of God of grace and mercy, that we may obtain mercy and grace in times of need. The word of God encourages us to come boldly before the throne of God. Now, boldness is not arrogance, boldness is not pride, boldness is confidence.
1: Hallelujah.
2: Boldness is the ability to have confidence. As we come before the throne of God. It is an ability to be confident that I am saved of God. You know, sometimes when we want to come to God, when we want to pray, we remember the things that we have done before the sins that god has already forgiven then the devil influences us not to come to the presence of god because he reminds us to say you you are are coming before god but you have forgotten what you did you are coming before god but you've forgotten what you were saying yesterday but now the word of god encourages us to come boldly because the word of god has told us that we have been redeemed so when people know that they have been redeemed. When people know that they have been saved, they have been washed from their sins, they are set free, they are liberated. That's why the Bible says, come boldly, be confident that as I come to the presence of God, it is the throne of my father as I come, even when the devil says, remember what you did in 2001, I will tell him to say, Jesus overcame, and Jesus died for me, and because of the blood of Jesus that was shed on the cross of Calvary, I am set free. I have confidence in God, so I come boldly before his presence. So boldness is not arrogance. Some people will think, you know, sometimes we pray prayers that hinder us from getting our answers, I want you to give. I want to give you a a practical scenario. Imagine standing before your biological father, your earthly father, and telling him to say, "Daddy, da What are you doing about it? If you say that today, then you come back tomorrow. Mommy, You still What is happening to you? And then your parents will begin to think. Because when you come to your parents, there is an approach you take. When you are asking for something, you sit down. Sometimes you kneel down. Say, oh, dad, I have this issue. Mom, I have this issue. Remember, have a problem but if we take a certain approach towards God, even in our prayers, God will see arrogance in us and he will say, no, not now. Until you work on this attitude. So certain times we don't see answers to prayers because we come to God with an approach of arrogance and not boldness. We are not bold, but we are arrogant. A certain man I, I I laughed when I heard someone say, Pentecostals of today, not everyone, some people, when they come into prayers, especially these people that say they have my prayers, my prayers. When they are praying, you can wonder to say, are they talking to, to their father? certain words that they use certain approach that they use you can wonder and then sometimes that's why we see people praying every day year in year out and nothing changes about them because they don't understand an approach to take as we come to our father Mm. hallelujah we must understand that God the one we refer to as God is not just God as everybody refers to him God is our maker so sometimes when we pray, we come with an approach as people that we are made by him. And so as we take that approach, there is how, there is even a posture we take as we come to our maker. Because we know that he is the one that made us. And so he has got power to even destroy us. And that's So as we come to him, we come with an approach of humility. Realizing that he is our maker. He knows us better. Amen. Amen. Inasmuch as God is a merciful God, he is also a just God. He wants to do things the right way. God has got order. Amen. So the prayers will not be answered because an approach taken was wrong. And he's not only our maker. We must always remember that God is also our king. So as he is our king, there is an approach to take as you come into the kingdom into the palace to the throne you know every every king kingdoms or kingships or rulerships when you enter a palace when you reach when you're about to enter the throne of the king you don't walk you kneel and then you you walk with your knees towards the throne of the king you can't talk to the king while looking at him you must bow your face as you are talking those are every kings You can't present yourself to the king empty-handed. Those are earthly rules. Papa Charlo, you can't come before the king empty-handed to present your case. No, I have a problem in my home. This is what is happening. I have a problem in my community. The the king will need you to present a gift before you present your case. What more? A heavenly king. When we come to him, what do we come to present before him? Are we humble enough to stand or to kneel or to talk to the king of kings? So God is not just God. He is also our king. As we come to him, we need to have an approach. An approach. The one they use as as they come to kings. Then, he is also our father. So there is an approach you take as you go to your father. There There is an approach you take as you go to your maker. There is an approach you take as you go to the king. Who is also your king. So when we when we understand those things, we'll discover that we will pray prayers that we will, we will bring results. Because we know how to pray, we know how to present our case to God. We know how to approach God. Hallelujah. You can take me to Romans chapter 8, verse 26. before i read this i want to, to stress a point you know when we talk about humbleness we misinterpret it humbleness is a state of being quiet there are people who are quiet they don't talk too much they are silent they are they are very calm being calm is not being humble in you don't cause problems, you don't cause trouble, it doesn't mean you are humble. You can be quiet but arrogant. Have you ever seen that there are people that don't talk too much but when you you try to correct them, there's a look they will give you then you will tell that there is no humility. They will not answer but they will give you a look. Sometimes they will not give you a look but they will not obey what you have said. Sometimes they will not just fail to obey but they will not talk to you about it. They will talk to themselves about what you're saying. There are people that say things inside their hearts. They have not said anything outside. You have not heard their voice, but inside they are saying something. They are cursing, they are insulting, they are disobeying. Those people are not humble. Being calm, being quiet is not a state of harmonious. You can be silent, you can be quiet, but you are still proud. Because God searches. There's a kind of humility that God is looking for in his people. Amen. Amen. So Romans chapter 8 verse 26, the Bible says, Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercessions. intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now, I want to talk about five things that will help us when we are going to pray. How can we cultivate humility in prayer? How can we cultivate an attitude of humility in prayer? Number one, we need to acknowledge that we don't know how to pray. Channel number one, channel need to as much we know in as much as we know how to put words together in as much as we know how to, to speak maybe English how, how, how in as much as we know how to eloquently put words together or put sentences together the Bible says we do not know how to pray how we should pray for we do not know how to pray what we should pray for as we ought so as we ought meaning there is the way that God wants us to pray. There is a way that according to God we must pray. But now there there is this part that says we do not know for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. We don't know. And so because we don't know, we must acknowledge that it is just by the grace of God, by the Spirit of God, who makes intercessions on our behalf. We can't pray sensible prayers to God on our own without the help of the Holy Ghost. So the first thing that we must cultivate or develop in ourselves is an attitude of acknowledging that we don't know how to pray. But the Holy Spirit prays on our behalf. He arranges our prayers. We can speak them well, we can pray well, we can we can we can say our prayer very well, but the Bible still says we don't know how to pray. So acknowledging that this is is number one step for us to cultivate an attitude of humility. Acknowledging that even as we come before God, say, Lord, I know that I don't know how to pray. May the Holy Spirit help me. You know, God has a will god has a plan for each one of us he has a plan designed for our lives so even as we pray sometimes we pray amiss we pray not in accordance to the will of god for our plan and that's why we must humble ourselves knowing that the holy spirit is the one that enables us to pray or is the one that enables our prayers to be in order or to reach the throne of god amen so, Acknowledging, cultivate an attitude of acknowledging that you do not know how to pray according to Romans 8.26. he can give us uh, Psalm 100 verse 4. Now the Bible says enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. The number two thing that we must cultivate in our prayer life is that we need to learn to love our God. You can get back to, you can go back to, you can give me 22, Psalms 22, verse 37. Psalms chapter 22. Sorry, Matthew. Matthew chapter 22, verse 37. The Bible says, Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. So the number two thing that we need to understand as we come to God, we must cultivate an attitude of love for our God. We must love God. You know, there are people that come to God not because of their love for God, but because of what they hate that God does. In God there is healing. So many people are coming to God not because they love God. That's why when they pray, even for healing, it takes 100 years and they've not seen their healing. Because they have come to God not for for the love they have for God but for the healing they want to get from God. So as we come to our God, we must cultivate an attitude of love for Him. Loving Him, knowing that that is what the Bible says. Love Him with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your mind. Then when we love Him, God is going in his love, he's going to do for us what we desire him to do for us, amen. So we must not come to him with an attitude of, of wanting to get something from him. The first thing must be to come to him with an attitude of love. Cultivate an attitude of love for God as you come in prayer to the Lord. Not with an attitude to get something, that must not be the primary thing, amen. Then we read Psalms 100 verse 4 that we should enter his gates with praise. Each time when we come to God, when we come to the throne of God, as you approach God in prayer, the first thing that is required of us as believers is to go and appreciate him. Firstly, we say thank you for the many things that he has done. We say thank you for who he is to us. Sometimes you might say, God, I can't remember or I can't see anything that you have done. But God desires that you must him just for who he is because it is by his grace that we live, it is by his grace that we wake up every morning it is by his grace that many things are happening in our lives things that we can't even manage to count so as we come to him we must come with an attitude of gratitude say Lord I am grateful for what you have done, then after you have said thank you according to the word of God he said enter his gates with praise and with courts his courts with thanks so when we come to God, when we praise Him, we thank Him, then we can go ahead and begin to pray for other things that we care for. Amen. <laughs> Many times, and then we begin to pray, no, I bind, I lose, no, I'm asking for this, I do this and that without remembering, without realizing that even for you to, to, to make that step to go and pray, it is is by the grace of God. So you must realize that without God, we can't get even that inspiration to pray. That's why we must say thank you as we come to him. Thank you, Father, for even giving me this grace to come before you to pray. Thank you for this opportunity. And after you have said thank you, you can go ahead and present your case to him in prayer. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So number two, I say, cultivate an attitude of love for God and cultivate an attitude of gratefulness to the Lord. Be grateful and love him. Number three, you can give us Philippians chapter 2 verse 5 to 7. So Philippians 2 verse 5, the Bible says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. But he made himself of no reputation. Can you imagine? Jesus made himself of no reputation. Even after the many things that Jesus did, after the many healings that he performed, the many miracles, raising the dead, healing the sick, giving sight to the blind. The Bible says he made himself of no reputation. He did not bring fame to himself like, like some believers do today. I, I don't find it very okay even talking so much about what you have done by the grace of God. No, you, know, you prayed for somebody and somebody got healed. You can testify, but it, sh- it should not be a song on your lips. You talk about it everywhere you go. You talk about it all the time. As if it is you that did it. It is not you. You were just used. You were just a vessel. It was by the grace of God and it was the power of God that work. So Jesus performed so many miracles that he made himself of no reputation. <coughs> Excuse me. Taking the form of a born servant and coming in the likeness of man. Jesus was the son of God. He was God. But the Bible says he him in the likeness of man. That was humility. That was humbleness. So the third thing that we must do as we come to God in prayer, we must develop an attitude of selflessness. Let's not be selfish as we come to God. As we come to God in prayer, we must empty ourselves before God like Jesus did. Full of power, full of anointing, but yet He humbled himself. The Bible says he did not consider himself equal to God. This man was so humble and he must be our role model. If we say we are Christians, we are believers, we are children of God. Jesus must be our role model. So we must develop an attitude of selflessness. Give yourself empty before God. Express your total dependence on him. Do not think highly of yourself. Present yourself as a child of God that you really are. Hallelujah. As we come to God in prayer, we must present ourselves as children of God that we really are. We are children before God. We are children at the presence of God. When we come to God, you don't stand as a man of God. Say, I stand in the shoes of Shashan. God. Some people will say, tell God. You know, sometimes... Statements that we use even when we pray They hinder us from receiving answers There is a point where you can say Tell God Then there, There are moments where you say ask In fact many times We are asking We are not usually telling Him Because we can't command God to do We can't command God to move We ask Him at His will At His mercy we ask him so we don't command him we must come to God as children that we really are, we are children of God and so when we come to our father, our parent there is an approach we take take a stance of a child because you and I are children as we come to God Amen Hallelujah Hallelujah (coughs) We can be men and women of God, we can be intercessors, we can be leaders in church, we can have a position or a title, but that that does not take away the fact that we are children in the eyes of God. We are all children. Amen. So we must remember that as we pray, as we approach God in prayer, we must take a position of a child because to him, he looks at us as my child. My child. So as we come to him, our father, there is an approach we take. Praise the Lord. So number three, I said, cultivate an attitude of selflessness. Do not think that you know it already. Do not think that you can do it, but depend on him. Do not be selfish because our lives depend on God. Amen. Number four, you can give me yes. No. Job. John chapter 13 this one is quite long chapter 13 verse 3 to 17 I want you to follow me closely I want us to learn something from what Jesus was teaching his disciples and the Bible says Jesus knowing that the father had given all things into his hands can you imagine Jesus his father gave him everything into his hands when you have been given all things in, in your hands, under your authority, that is how you can behave. That is how you can walk. That is how you can talk to people. Imagine when your father says, all the money in my account is yours. All the cars in the carpet are yours. All the houses that I have are yours. Everything I have is yours. Your father tells you that, can you imagine such such a thing happening and what kind of an attitude can somebody have especially in today's generation when you know you have everything there is the walk you have, there is a the language you have, there is an attitude you have towards people because you know I have everything I have nothing to lose, if you talk to me it's okay, if you don't talk to me, it's still fine I have money, I have car, I have whatever when you have everything there is how you behave, but the bible says Jesus knowing that the father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God. Imagine, Jesus came from God and was going to God. He came from God and he was still going back to God. So Jesus had everything. Next verse, rose from supper and laid aside his garments, took a towel and gathered himself. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to and to wipe them with the towel with which he was gathered. Then he came to Simon Peter and said to him, Lord, and he then he came to Simon Peter, and Peter said to him, Lord, you are washing. Are you washing my feet? Peter asked the Lord Jesus, Are you washing my feet? Then Jesus answered and said to him, What I am doing, you do not understand now, but you will know after this. Peter said to him,
1: You shall never wash
2: my feet. Jesus answered him, If I do not wash you, you have no part with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Amen. This man was Jesus said to him, He who is bathed needs only to wash his feet, but is completely clean. And you are clean, but not all of you. For he knew who would betray you. Therefore, he said, You are not all clean. So when he had washed their feet, taken his garments, and sat down again, he said to them. Do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you say well, you say well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. Most assuredly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is he who is sent greater than he who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. Amen. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. The fourth thing that we must do as we come to God in prayer, we must think of ourselves as servants. Cultivate a heart of a servant. Cultivate a heart of a servant. If we must receive answers for our prayers, as we come to God, we must present ourselves as servants. Servant. Look at what our Lord Jesus did. And he was telling them, I have given you an example that you must follow. Be a servant for the people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. As you wait for God, do it wholeheartedly. And sometimes that I'm, you know, praying is not enough on its own. We must marry it with other things. Let us wait for God, save God, and save God's people. Sometimes our prayers are hindered because we only pray and we don't work. We don't do what we must do. So when we are praying, God tells us, before I do this, go and wait there so people must know where they must work so that their prayers are answered present yourself to god as a servant Mm. because we are servants of god do not be do not wait to be pushed to do the work of god don't be forced to work for god don't be forced to save people love god and love his people Amen. amen save god and save his people because that is what god want us to do. That is what our Lord Jesus was showing us in this scripture. He was serving God and he was serving God's people. He was showing them what to do. So he says, be a servant. As we come to God, we must have an attitude of servanthood. We can read Mark chapter 10, verse 45. says, for even the son of man did not come to be saved but to save and to give his life a ransom for many even Jesus Christ, the son of man the son of God did not come here to be saved but he came to save so if Jesus came to save you and I, the followers of Jesus must save because that is an example that he laid for us Serving God and serving people. It is not enough to say we love God and be committed to God only. We must be committed to his people. The people that God puts over us. Our leaders, our pastors, men of God over us. We must serve them as we are serving God. Sometimes we think if we are only committed to God, we are doing ourselves a favor we are missing the point. We cannot save God. It is, it is half bad if you think you, you, you commit yourself fully to God and you are not committing yourself to the man of God that God has put over you. So people must know where the line is drawn. You serve God and you serve people. You serve the man of God over you. You save the people that God has given over you as a leader. You lead people in a godly way. A way that will show that you have understood what Jesus was saying when he was talking about servanthood. Amen. So as we come to God in prayer, we must come with an attitude of servanthood. A servant. Because that is what we are. And God is going to glorify us if we humble ourselves. Amen. Amen. The last and fifth thing you can give us. Philippians chapter 2 verse 8. The Bible says, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. The death of the cross those days was a death for criminals. People that were criminals, they were crucified. They were crucified on the cross. But Jesus, the Bible says, he humbled himself to the point of death, not an honorable death, where somebody dies nicely, they carry him, they take him to the mortuary, they prepare a very nice coffin for them, they even make a very nice funeral program, no. Jesus died a shameful death. That was a state of humility. He died a shameful death, even the death of the cross, condemned like a criminal. And the Bible says, He humbled himself and became obedient to God. So the fifth and last thing is that we must cultivate an attitude of obedience. Jesus obeyed God. He humbled himself himself and became obedient. He humbled himself and became obedient. Even to 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 the point of dying on the cross. So, cultivate an attitude of obedience as you come to God in prayer we should not think that we know we already know everything sometimes we come to God with answers we already know what we want and when we are praying we say God and I, I applied like now they are there there people are been uh, keep checking their application forms Zambia Army Air Force all those things and when somebody goes to God they pray say Lord I want I want I want to be picked Please, God, help me. May I be picked in Jesus' name. That is what you want. Now, when it happens that you have not been picked, what is going to happen? So people must be humble to the point uh, where even when things do not happen their way, they still obey God. Hallelujah. Even when we have prayed, when we had an answer, when we, 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 we know what we wanted, we prayed and we did see things went our way. We must still obey god why because god knows our next step he knows our future so what may not work today may be for our own good hallelujah what may not happen in our favor today may be for our own good that's why we must know how to come to god we must obey him regardless Things work in our favor, we say thank you. If things don't work in our favor, we still say thank you because we know that God has got a better plan. Praise the Lord. We must seek to hear from God and to obey him no matter how tough it may be. Seek to hear from God. I remember the story of David when he was asking God, when uh, their enemies came, attacked their people when they took their wives and children and David came back with his men and he prayed to God and he asked God to say, Lord should I pursue? Will I overtake? Will I overcome? And God spoke back to him and told him to say, pursue for you will surely overtake and you will conquer. Amen. Amen. So now we must seek, we must desire to hear from God. Many times we pray and we make mistakes because we don't take time to hear from him. After we have prayed, what has God said about it? After we have prayed to God concerning that matter, what did God communicate concerning the same? All the time, we must seek to hear from the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm sure by now, many of us believers, we know how to hear the voice of God. We know that God speaks in many ways. If you don't know, if you still need help with that, that's why we have men of God. You can come and seek guidance. Amen. So seek to hear from God all the time and obey him no matter how tough it may be. Because Jesus obeyed, obeyed the Lord, obeyed God the Father to the point of death. He obeyed remember he went to pray in the garden of Gethsemane and said Lord if if it's possible let this cup pass over me but now he realized that this is not obedience and then he came back and said in the same prayer he said Lord not my will but your will be done. That is an act of obedience. No matter how tough it is we must seek to obey the Lord because God knows better. Hallelujah. We'll read our last scripture and we are going to pray. Proverbs chapter 29. I will leave you with a proverb today. I want you to meditate on it and always remember what it is saying to help us be humble in life. Amen. Proverbs 29 verse 23. You may be upstanding. And the Bible says Pride lands you flat on your face. Humility prepares you for honors. Hallelujah. Pride lands you flat on your face. And humility prepares you for honors. They fall down, down, flat on their face. But those people who are humble, they are being prepared for honor. So what is the relationship between prayer and humility? Prayer without humility cannot attract answers. Because God desires humble people. That's why the first scripture we read said humble yourselves.
1: Considering yourself
2: insignificant, you might be important according to the world. You might have a good title or a powerful title but the Bible says, humble yourself before the hand of God. Consider yourself insignificant. Think of yourself as a nobody as you come to God because God is sovereign. He is mighty. He is all powerful. So as we come to him, we come with an attitude of humility. As we pray to We offer our prayers in humility. That's where we are going to see answers. We'll see results even as we pray. Hallelujah. So we must always remember that pride lands people flat on their faces. But humility prepares people for honor. And so we are going to take this time to pray. We just appreciate the Lord for his grace and his mercy. We just tell him thank you for reminding us that we need to be humble people. We just tell him thank you for reminding us that we must depend on you. We tell him thank you for teaching us that humility prepares us for honor. Just go ahead and appreciate God. Father, we thank you. We give you praise, we give you glory. Thank you for the word that we have received, Lord, today. Thank you for teaching us that we need to be humble people. Thank you for teaching us that we need humility of God. Thank you for reminding us that, Lord, we need to be humble. In the name of Jesus Christ, we give you glory, we give you praise. Teach us your ways, O God. In Jesus' mighty name. Give us the grace to be, to be humble. Give us the grace of humility. Even as we offer our prayers, Lord, may we offer them in humility. Teach us your ways, O God. We give you glory. We thank you for your faithfulness. In Jesus' Thank you, Father. Now we are going to pray. I want you to take this time to ask God for mercy. We are going to ask Him. Say, Lord, have mercy on us. Many times we have come before You with an attitude of pride. We sometimes we don't know that we are exalting ourselves before the Lord, and so we are going to pray. Say, Father, give us the grace. always remember to be humble. Give us the grace to approach your throne with humility. Give us your grace to be humble people. Have an attitude of humility. Firstly, we'll praise the Lord. Have mercy on us for exalting ourselves even as we come to you. Then secondly, we'll praise the Father. Give us the grace approach your throne with humility. Give us an attitude of humility. Shall we pray in the name of Jesus? Father, we thank you. We bless you. We pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ that you may have mercy on us on the many times that we have exalted ourselves. Many times that we have not done. We have done things without humility. We have come before you, Lord, without being humble. We have come before you with an attitude of pride. Forgive us, O God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Forgive us, King of Glory. Now we know what we must do. Now we know how we must do it. Now we know the right way to do it. We thank you, Father. We pray for the grace. That may you teach us, O God. Teach us your way. Teach us how to be humble. Teach us how to know how to approach your throne with humility. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we. Jesus my name. Teach us your
0: way. Teach us your way. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Father, for this word in season. That is a great reminder that we are creatures and you are the creator. That you are a king. And as we approach you, oh God, we must approach you with reverence. We must honor the presence of God. In the name of Jesus. Devonachi, when the sun Father God, when people can't see and appreciate it, may you search your hearts. In Jesus' name, I want us to lift up our hands as we are closing now. Take me higher. Take